Cape Talk Hiking with Tim Lundy Tim Lundy not in studio with us this evening but from Langaban how's the weather there Ah uh, it's good it's been um, yeah it's been very good so far uh, cold and as I'm sure Cape Town is I've been hearing everyone time Cape Town's cold but um, yeah very cold uh, excellent. It's probably uh, nice to get uh, uh, to rather stay at home this time of the year with all these cold fronts coming through this cold weather, or are you still getting out there, getting your your calves and your legs worked uh, in some trails and some hikes around the city? Well, yeah, I've um, taking a bit of a break this week because uh, we finished quite an epic trail over the weekend, um, which I've been trying to get done for the last three or four years. And it was around about 27, 28 years since I last did it. Wow. Uh, so, yeah. Before we get to the, uh, you're your wanting to discuss the Arangis Corp Trail. Firstly, as always, we do a, a, a safety uh, recap of our mountains, uh, the sort of safety and rescue recap of our mountains over the last week. What's been happening? Yeah, look, last week was um, quite a, a tragic one. There were four rescues, of which there were some fatalities as well. Um, so they've been busy, and I think with, with the cold front and stuff, um, you know, w- w- if you go out there, just be very, very careful. I was very mindful of it when I was out in the Rangis Corp. Um, just the wet rock, it's just mm. so easy to just slip, no matter how good the, the tread on your shoes are. Mm. We are speaking to Tim Lundy. It's our weekly hiking feature with Tim Lundy. So if you have any questions regarding any trails, any questions regarding equipment, uh, some safety-related questions, you can, of course, give us a call 021-446-0567 or 072-567-1567. And Tim can answer some of your questions. Arangiskop, that's there out in the Langeberg area, right? If I'm not mistaken, round about the Robertson area? That's right. Yes, it is, um, and it's a it's quite a beast of a mountain. Um, you know, I I go to Robertson quite often, and I, I drive past Arankis Corp quite often, and um, always kind of think, yeah, I've got to I've got to get to the top of that. I've got to get to the top of it again. I've been to the top of it once before, and um, so we made the mission to to do so, and I had um, eleven people join me. And yeah, when you get to the first hut on the Friday night, it it, um, it looks ten times bigger than it does from mm. Robertson. I promise you. <laughs> so, so you, so you're actually walking to to almost summit the this 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 mountain. Yes. So Arankis was apparently a teacher that uh, used to summit the the mountain quite a bit. Um, and that's how it got its name. Mm. Um, and he loved to get to the top of this. I, I can't understand why he would want to completely want to do it over and over again as many times as he did. Um, I'm quite good with doing it twice because it is a quite a brutal mountain to to um, take on. And as you said, what 28 years later since your last uh, walk in that area, uh, what what makes that Rangiscope area so special? Well, I'm going to just tell you that in 28 years, you know, all I can actually remember from 28 years ago, I thought I'd remembered quite a lot, but I hadn't. Um, I remembered the, the hut at the start, the hut on the mountain, which is probably the nicest hut in the Western Cape, and then summiting and, and sort of leaving the summit. And that's all I remember. Everything in between that my brain clearly forgot about and, and, and erased because it was probably too 
too traumatic to, to remember because it is such a brutal <laughs> climb, <laughs> a brutal descent. Um, this time gets of the year, it gets very, very cold. And in that particular area of, uh, of, of the Boerland, um, uh, Tim, uh, you could even find some snow in that area. Is it advisable? For this time of the year, during winter, to to maybe arrange a, a walk or a trail up uh, a Rangiskop. So look, we took that gamble, um, and and we we actually ended up being very very lucky. I'm actually quite glad we didn't get any snow, mm. um, because the path would have disappeared, um, and that's that's a totally different ball game, um, and we would have had to have come up with Plan B. Um, but it, we were basically in between cold fronts. So on Thursday, we last week, we had a cold front, mm. and there was a bit of snow on the Matrusburg, which we could see from the summit. And then Sunday night, again, heavy um, cold front. So I sort of joked with everybody. I said, look, <laughs> by 4 o'clock on Sunday, we're out of here. I want to be off this mountain. I do not want to be around it, because we could see the weather changing. I mean, when we were up on Sunday morning, it could not have been better weather. We mm. could see for miles and miles, all the way past Matrusburg, all the way up towards Swellendam. Um, just, yeah, it, the, the views were just spectacular. Mm. Absolutely spectacular. But, but of course, as always, and what you stress on this show every single week is preparation, preparation, preparation. And Absolutely. that even if uh, you were to find some inclement weather, some cold weather up there, up at that to those altitudes, uh, you should have been prepared. And this is not really a, 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 a trail or a hike that, that you can go unprepared, isn't it? No, look, I mean, I wouldn't recommend this one for a first time. Most definitely not. I mean, I, it's now Thursday. I'm only now starting to recover. My legs are, are starting to recover from from the descent. Um we descended from 1,700 meters down to 400 meters in, I think it was seven hours. So the the descent and the and the ascent is mm. is really taxing on your body and your legs. Um, and the cold, we had to prepare for it. I made sure that everybody had extra rain gear um, and extra. Everyone had um, space blankets on them because there was that chance that the weather could change, but uh, definitely monitored the weather very, very closely the whole time we were doing the, the trail. And I think we were incredibly lucky with the weather. Mm. Uh, when we got to the hut at the top, they've got a thermometer that's indoor, outdoor. The inside temperature was 10 degrees Gosh. and the outside temperature was 5 degrees. And that was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. So, yeah, it was it was very cold and... Um, Luckily, High Tech had actually given me a jacket to try out, which is the Nimba soft shell. And uh, that definitely helped um, fight off the cold because it it was brutal. (laughs) Just really very cold. It's Thursday night and it's hiking with Tim Lundy. Tim Lundy in, in on air with us every Thursday night, taking your questions, your thoughts on hiking uh, trails and, and routes around, uh, particularly uh, the Western Cape. So if you have a question for Tim on uh, some of his, trying to, to use some of his expertise, do give us a call 021-446-0567 or 0725671567. You say it's a two-day hike there at Arangiskop. Uh, how how long are you are you walking every day? So, so this is the amazing thing about this walk is that the distances that you every, actually cover are very deceiving because you think uh, the first day is only nine kilometers. 
And you think, oh, that's not too bad. Nine kilometers is, is very doable. Mm. But what you do in that nine kilometers is what really counts. You, you climb from 400 meters to 1,500 meters. So you climb 1,100 meters, wow. which is higher than Table Mountain, mm. from the ocean to the top. So you can imagine it took us six hours to do it. Um, I think at one point my sense of humor was about 500 meters behind me. <laughs> I had to do a bit of encouragement to get it to come back <laughs> because it just – it's relentless for six hours. You just climb and climb and climb. And, and that's what I want, what I want to know. You as a, as a, as a, as a hike leader, I, and, I've, and I've been on walks with you uh, before, you remain uh, chipper. You're always stopping. You're always checking to see if no one's lagging behind. Um, what happens if you are, are, are suffering on a walk, but at the same time you need to look after and also to motivate the people who, who you are walking with? Look, I think the thing, the, the most important thing is that when you go in a group, you stay as a group and you remain as a group. Um, yes, you've got a leader, but you've all got to look out for each other. And um, so that, that happens without a doubt on any of the trails that I do. I'm not the fastest hiker in the world. Um, I've never tried to be the fastest hiker. Mm. Um, I do it in my own time. And um, on this particular one, I had some very, very fit people who basically were way ahead of me, but were stopping and uh, waiting and letting us all catch up and then continuing. And um, so it's, it's more of a group effort um, to do it. But when it comes to sort of decisions, there was one on Sunday morning where the group had started to split up a little bit too much, mm-hmm. where we had two people that had stopped to have something to eat because they were, they were now starting to get hungry and the rest had continued. And, um, I kind of went into a bit of a rescue mode mm. and um, my, my pace quickened and, and my mission was now to get to these people at the front and tell them to stop and wait. Mm. But luckily, I think it lasted about a minute of me walking at about three times the speed I was originally and came across them. They'd found a nice water spot and, mm. and um, halted the group and were waiting for everyone to catch up. Mm. And um, I want to talk about some of the uh, the facilities there. You do say that there are some uh, huts where you do stay overnight because seeing it is a, uh, a two-day overnight uh, walk. I understand that there are some, not creature comforts, but that these are still comfortable. There's heated water there, so at least you can have a, a, a warm shower at least at the end of the day. Is, is, are you finding that, you know, with solar heaters and, and things like that, um, uh, that uh, these mountain trail huts and overnight facilities don't have to be those just rudimentary just shelters anymore that they can still be you know quite uh, not luxurious but at least comfortable yeah look it, it depends on the trail i mean like your otter trail for instance it's a bunk bed and a roof over your head um with this particular one there right he's called the dussie's called dussie's hook hut um which is an old farmhouse and it's got about five rooms with a whole bunch of beds. I think it's about over 20 beds that, that it can accommodate people. That's also got a hot water cylinder. It's got electricity. And they leave the keys. They give you the password for the, for the safe. And then you can open the safe, get the keys out, and unlock and get everything going. Mm. And they, supply, um, they don't supply wood at th- that particular one. But then on the second night when you're on the top of the mountain, that is actually owned by the farmer who owns Protea Farm on the other mm-hmm. side, on the Ku Valley side. So he's provided the, the accommodation on that side, which is 
it's, I think the only one I know of where they've actually got double beds mm. for bunk beds. And um, the, the amazing thing about this one is it's got a donkey boiler. So at three o'clock in the afternoon, we the first thing we did took packs off, got that donkey boiler going as quickly as possible, and fed that fire and got that water as hot as possible. And probably about two three hours later, we could start having what I would describe, and my father described as the best shower you can have <laughs> on any hike. I promise you, when you've been hiking for six hours, your legs are sore, your body is sore, and to have a nice hot shower is just the absolute best. So there was no electricity up there and um, no pots and pans and stuff, but there's water and, yeah, you, you're out of that mm. five degrees Celsius. I think at night it dropped down to about three degrees mm. at one point. Um, but we, there's an indoor fire, so you, we just kept feeding the fire and, and sleeping near the fire. So it was we got it up to about 18, 19 degrees inside, which oh. is very much a comfort. Mm. Um, so yeah, some some huts you are lucky if you if you get a mattress, and other huts is just pure luxury. So I try and mix it up. I try and do different hikes where, mm. like the Fisher River Canyon, for instance, you sleep out in the open. That's you you out in nature. There's no roof over your head there, that's for sure. Tell me, you want to go to the phone lines now? Jody is calling from Blue Downs. How are you doing, Jody? Good evening, Lester. Good. Uh, Timmy's listening. Hi, Tim. Good evening. Jody. Uh, Hi, Jody. How are you doing? All right. Just a couple of questions. Um, yeah. Have, have you ever been to Haldenberg Nature Reserve? It's one of a uh, beautiful lake. Sorry, which, which nature reserve? Haldenberg Nature Reserve. The Helderberg. I have been to it, um, but I'm not terribly familiar with it. Somebody actually on this particular trail now asked me about it. That's uh, one of those bucket lists. Very, very, very nice. I would welcome any time. Tim, next question. What is a good hiking tacky or hiking boot? I invested in a pair of Solomon tackies, hiking boots. Is that um, conducive? Sorry, 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 Jody, I just need to jump in. They just turned down your radio, but we're getting some feedback uh, from our side. Okay, go ahead. Okay, here we go. Um, The next question I wanted to ask you, I invested in a pair of hiking tackies, hiking boots, Solomon Solomon brand. Yes. Is that a good brand? Solomon is a good brand. They've got some really nice shoes. Um, Look, I... At the moment, I've had um, Merrells as well, which are also yeah. really nice. And at the, on, on the Iraqis now, I've got to say that this, the shoe that, that iTech have given me is a major improvement from what I've had in the past. Um, it's the first shoe in my life that I've never had to retie the shoelaces. Okay, cool. You know, on, and and we, we did some brutal hikes on, on the Saturday and Sunday. And uh, value for money, they're fantastic shoes. Solomon's are sort of on the can be on the expensive side, but um, you you pay what you get, um, or you you get what you pay for. So okay. Solomon's are good, but if you if you're looking for something that's, I, I wouldn't say go for Solomon's if you if you're a sort of beginner hiker, um, rather rather stick to something that's that's a little okay. bit less expensive than than the Solomon's. Okay, cool. Thanks. But I want to invite you one one weekend to join us at Haldeberg Nature. It's a very mellow walk. 
and very, very scenic. Mm, Jody, when the weather gets uh, a little bit better, we're going into spring. Uh, I'm sure Tim will organize another listener hike for us and then state uh, yeah, maybe you can then join us uh, then. Thank you very much, Jody, there in Blue Downs. If you have a question for Tim Lundy, give us a call 021-446-0567 or 072-567-1567. I just want to come back to the, uh, to, um, uh, to the issue of huts and, and accommodation and... Um, I'm hearing what you're saying that uh, things are are sometimes very comfortable or you are actually slumming it out in the open. I want to know from like the real hardcore hikers, Tim, do they frown on too much comfort? Is that, uh, look, I'm not expecting uh, down pillows, you know, (laughs) when when in the hut. But uh, but, uh, isn't the reason why you're getting out in the open in nature is to to rough it a little bit? And uh, if something is a bit too comfortable, you know, do you frown on on it a little bit? Look, I I love to get out there and push myself um, to that point where just the simplest things in life, yeah, there's this coffee that I drink on these trails, which is just a powder. It's a three-in-one. It's got the a bit of sweetener, mm. a bit of milk powder, and then the coffee itself. And I'd, I'd only drink those ever on um, the, the the trails, mainly because I don't have to carry milk and I don't have to carry sugar and all that kind of stuff. It's just a sachet, and you just add hot water. And I've got to say that when you're on those trails and you drink that, Tastes like the best coffee you've ever had, um, but if you if, but you don't ask me to drink it when I'm off the mountain when I'm when I'm pushing myself because then it just tastes terrible. Look, after after nine hours of hiking, even a rusk tastes like the best cake in the world. Is <laughs> it because your your body's just craving all the kilojoules it needs to convert into energy to replace what it's lost? Well, on this particular hike, one of the chaps um, had canned seafood. And he kept on offering it to me. And I said to him, look, let me just tell you the story about when I got hypothermia. And that was only one and only time in my life, besides having tuna, that I've ever had canned sardines. And I promise you it tasted fantastic, but I will <laughs> never touch it ever again. <laughs> I can't even stand the sight of it or the smell of it. But when, when your life depends on it, uh-huh. it's the small things that count. And you really do appreciate no, that. And that's what I like about doing these trails and stuff is that you... Get back to basics and you, you get away from the laptops and the cell phones and you actually just appreciate the very simple things in life um, and, and, and survival. <laughs> uh, Tom, you're saying that this, is, this hike is not for the beginning. It's not for the first time hiker. You can't just decide, you know, at the weekend, I want to go do it. Uh, who is this Rangiskop, uh, um, uh, you know, ideally suited to? Ideally, it is suited for people that are regular hikers and I say that with anybody who's done sort of five to ten weekend trails where they're used to it they've got um you know they've they've gone through they've made their mistakes and they've they've overpacked or they've over um their boots are not right or their shoes are not right and and they've kind of ironed all those kind of problems out and they've got the right kind of equipment for for a trail like mm. this the potential for things to go wrong on this trail are seriously high um, there's sections where you've got to climb down chains and ladders, mm. cross over rivers, wet rocks, very steep drop-offs. Um, and, and just the physical side of it is very, very taxing on your body. And if you're not ready for it, 
you can run into trouble, and people have run into trouble on this particular mm-hmm. trail um, because they're not prepared for it. So I would say for people who are looking to try and start doing trails, this is definitely not for you. People who more than seasoned hikers, go for it. Give it a – it's one of those challenging ones. My father called it the, the king of all two-day trails, and I, I have to agree with him. Although I think this was a queen because she wasn't very nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're on a bit of a break now at the moment, uh, spending some time with the family. I know it's school holidays and you spend some time with with your kid. But uh, where's the next adventure? Well, my next adventure, very shortly, uh, tomorrow we leave to go to Roshapan Nature Reserve, um, which Cape Nature um, very kindly um, allowed us to go. Um, for doing a talk on uh, um, to to their uh, crowds to their hiking group, and then in at the end of this month, beginning of next month, I'm, I've got to prepare for the rest of this month. I'm doing this the Swellendam Trail, which is five days. So Arankis Kop Tough Swellendam is just another step up as well, because five days of quite serious steep mountains as well. So. Mm. As always, uh, Tim, what do you what do you leave us with? And if people want to arrange a, a hike with uh, you, how can they get hold of you? Yeah, if they want to get hold of me, they can get hold of me on email, which is tim at capetownhiking.co.za, or they can get hold of me on Twitter, which is at hiking Cape Town, or on Facebook, which is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. And a lot of the stuff that I post will be on that on the Facebook page. That seems to be the the big one that everyone goes to, which which is great. And yeah, if people want to to join me, Facebook is the place to go and um, see what what latest things I'm doing and what trails I'm I'm organising. Hopefully, next time I see you, it will be in person. Tim Lundy joins us again next week for hiking with Tim Lundy. At High Tech, they are driven by the belief that the outdoors is for everyone, no matter who you are or where you are from. You deserve to experience what the outdoors has to offer. In a world where we spend 90% of our lives indoors, they're here to give people the freedom to explore a little further and enjoy the moments that unfold. Each season, Hitech evolves their design and technologies, all with a single purpose in mind, to get the, to get the world outside. Tonight with Lester on Cape Talk. Errol just reminding me on Bafana Bafana, he says that uh, the odds on Bafana beating Egypt is 21 to 4. So, if I put down 100 rand on Bafana to beat Egypt, I could win 525 rand. It's not bad, Errol. I think I'm going to give Dennis a call immediately after this. Like, it's uh, what 100 rand is a is 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 a takeaway, <laughs> isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's done. I think I can, you know. Skip dinner for one night and or take away for one night. And I think I'm going to put it on Bafana Bafana to win.